Whoa, hello. <laughs> I have you up very high. Um, I'm having an Irish coffee. Mm, I left the house without my second cup of coffee this morning. I was very sad. Oh. Aw. Dad was very upset that I almost used some very, very good scotch. Good scotch makes a good Irish coffee. I don't know why he should be upset about that. So then I went with rum instead. Mm, all right, well. I guess both. So you're having an Irish pirate coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. I think that should be the name of this episode, an Irish pirate coffee. (laughs) Alas, we had no cream. That was very sad. (sighs) I had my coffee when I got home tonight, but it wasn't quite the same as a nice hot cup this morning. So I'm reading another thick. Mm-hmm. That I've gotten absolutely hooked on. And I may or may not confuse it with this one. So this is going to be an interesting night. Mm. <laughs> I'm working on the one you wrecked to me the other day. Oh, God. Which one was that? Well, the one, I don't know. It's under my, my text reader as Mooney. Um, <laughs> it's the one where Hermione. Has- oh, has the has to repay Gringotts? Yes. Okay. I've, I'm stalled on that one for the moment. The This other one. I mean, a couple things threw me out of it, but then I was like, I like this. It's very, she's done her research on canon. It's frightening. Well, put a link somewhere. Um, Lord only knows if we're going to do this again next year, but. Well, we better. I'd cry if we didn't. Now I can't find it. I've got way too many tabs open. Have a fix. Mm-hmm. Mom is leaving on next Friday for a week. I put way too much rum in here. <laughs> They're gonna be a fun night. I'm not drinking, or it would not. I wouldn't survive the night. (laughs) Mom and I worked really hard last night, and we came in and sat down, and my legs were just screaming. And she said, "Do you want a mics?" And I said, "No, I'd pass out in this chair, and you'd have to carry me back up to my apartment." And I made it to about seven twenty, and I said, "I'm sorry, I have to go to bed." (laughs) I came over and took a shower, and I was in bed before eight last night. I haven't done oh. that since the last time I got sick. Oh, I was in so much pain. Oh. And I'm sure she was too. Because yeah. we were grinding up branches that we've been cutting. Okay. So it was a lot of bending and walking and stooping. And yeah, yeah. it was awful. Oh, boy. It's supposed oh, to I hope smell you get feeling mom. better anyway. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling better. I just needed That's to get good. off my legs. I couldn't yeah. sit in the chair because my knees didn't want to be bent. Mm. So. You know it's bad and when I got out of the shower and, and my my knee was just like screaming at me and I'm like, I know, I know. I just we have to go to the bathroom first and we need to brush our teeth and then we can go to bed. You know, it's like talking to my leg. Okay, <laughs> just three more steps, you're almost there. <laughs> <It was> yep. <laughs> I remember like, that. This is really bad. Yeah. Mm. That happened when I right before I started my physical therapy and my knees just gave out. Mm. And I, I like to sleep in, in a fetal position. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. And my knees were just screaming at me, but I'm like, I can't sleep if I have my legs straight. I just can't do it. So I'm like in agonizing pain as I'm trying to get to sleep. And it was it was a fun few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so much. No. I won't feel sorry for myself for having bruised mine now. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't really want to bend so much yesterday or I think the day before, but that sort of has passed now. 
gracious between the three of us. Yeah, I know. We're terrible. Mm-hmm. I gave myself a black eye on our garbage bin the other day. Oh, no. God. <laughs> Not really a, like a full-blown black eye. It's sort of off to one side of it, but it's it's starting to I'm look sorry, but that's really much funny. more dramatic than it um, feels now because, of course, it's healing and everything's turning purple. But, uh, Scott's a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've had a couple of people today ask me what happened because I guess it's more obvious today than it was yesterday. Oh, or, I got into a fight, and you know. Yeah. Well, I guess today the people at work haven't seen me since Friday, so it's had mm-hmm. a couple more days to you know really yeah but, lighten up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to a. Yeah, it was just it was garbage day, and the bin was on the curb so i was going to push it back up the driveway except that they're actually built for pulling behind you not pushing so it tipped over and i fell over on top of it and then uh, left yeah. your eye mm-hmm. that'll do it i uh went to the feed store once and this lady her face was just purple and you know you don't want to ask strangers if they're okay but you have that feeling of should i intervene or something mm-hmm and it turned out the horse butted her and just oh, smacked her gosh. right in the face. And she looked like she'd walked into a wall, basically. Ugh. I've done mm. that. It was not pleasant. No. That's how you're supposed to, that's how you decide if your dog is really, really loyal or obeys really, really well. You walk into a wall and if the dog walks with you, then they they obey you. And if they don't, then that means they're <laughs> smart, you know, one way or the yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> Most of mine aren't yeah. loyal. <laughs> maybe you just have intelligent dogs. Yeah, maybe. We apparently had a terrified dog here this afternoon. Mom said it was an older dog. When they came home from their walk, he was in the driveway, and he was just, you know, she he wouldn't let her near him. And he tolerated Bonnie, but he wouldn't let her near him either. And then he got stuck in several of the fenced-off yards, so they had to shoo him out and she tried to get him to go down the driveway but he wouldn't go and he finally ended up in the alpaca pen and went down that way so she thinks he lives that direction and he knew which way he needed to go to get home but he wasn't sure quite how to do it Mm. so hopefully he's found his way home because there was no way poor doggy i know it's sad one of the people at the dog park lost his dog to cancer last Mm. week and he was just devastated and they contacted the shelter that they got her from mm-hmm. to see if they had, you know, to let him know that they were would be wanting one in a, a little while. Sure. And they said, we've got one right now that desperately needs a home. So they've got a brand new dog. Ah, what and kind? They're Sharpays. That's a type of dog? Yeah. It's the wrinkly faced dog with the bluish black tongue. Well, actually, the chows have bluish back. High school musical just took on a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. No idea. What yeah, it's about. it's spelled differently. They oh, the dog okay. is spelled P E I at the end rather than P A Y. Oh. But uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's a character named Sharpay in High School Musical. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Sort of one of the villains of the piece, although wow, really more of a narcissist. Yeah. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have anything fun? Um, not really. It's been really confused about whether it's winter or not. Uh, <laughs> here, here. Yeah. 
everything keeps melting off and then, oh, let's have some more snow and uh, we'll yep. melt the rest of it and uh, we'll melt halfway and then sheet, sheet everything in ice. That'll be fun. Let's try that. And yeah. We're it's supposed to get fun to watch people walk on that one. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to get snow starting about three o'clock tomorrow morning. My aunt, as usual, when she goes on her business trips, drove into a blizzard. I swear, literally every time there is a blizzard, she drives into it. Nice. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. I really don't. Well, I'm sure you guys will be just thrilled to know that it's supposed to be almost 70 this week. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Saudi. Yeah, we're supposed to have sun and, and 60 to 70 degree weather all week. Well, we haven't seen that since August. Wow. Maybe, no, no, no. There were a couple teasingly just warm days after that, but no. Yeah. I booked my plane tickets to go see Ryan and Danielle. Ooh, when? That's fun. June 5th. Well, I won't arrive there till the 6th. You're taking a red eye? I am. I'm sorry. Well, it's, you know, I can sleep maybe. I'd snore terribly if I'm sleeping sitting up, so I'm not sure I really want to sleep on the on the plane. Hmm. But it's, I'm leaving here at 11.30 at night, okay. and I'm arriving in Boston at 8, but it's only uh, a five-hour flight. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've done so that. So it's not a huge deal, you know. Wait, you get there that, because well, because the last time we did the time that. change. I know, but the last time. It's an hour longer coming back, and it's a, it's a solid flight coming back, too, so I don't know why it's that much longer. That doesn't make sense, because the last time we did that, we left at about 11 Pacific time. Got in at about 6 a.m. Eastern. Do they have the time change thing? I'm sure, because we got back to campus at about 7, 8 in the morning. And know. then went to class. There would have been no way we could have made it to class if we'd gotten in at 8 o'clock. Well, that's what the flight hmm. says. That's what. Huh, weird. Let's see. Maybe they're expecting headwinds. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe there was a time. Was it, maybe was it after daylight sim? Well, that wouldn't make sense either. Uh, here. Or maybe it's just slightly different from your position. <laughs> maybe my plane was Portland. faster. So I leave at 11.35 p.m. and I'm okay. supposed to arrive at 7.56 a.m. Oh, okay. And then coming back, it's I leave at 7.35 p.m. and I arrive here at 10.44. Yeah, that didn't happen. My flight didn't leave until two hours late and I didn't arrive home until 12.30 a.m. Didn't get home to our house till 2. What a night. But I got to be routed into Canadian airspace for a while. Ryan thought we were being hijacked. It was great. I feel like I should come too and then we could play uh, board games live or something. Oh, that'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah, because they'll have to work someday so you can keep me company. Oh, I thought you meant um, while you were flying, you could do a podcast. I was like, wow, that's dedication. (laughs) I think the whole uh, turn off and stow all electronic devices thing would cause some problems with that. Uh, Well, that's just for... You like you use phones, though. As long as you have them on airplane mode, though quite what that means, I don't know. Mm. It means they... You can do stuff on them, but you can't... They can't receive and transmit, so you can't actually call people, I don't think. But you can use internet, because Ryan and Danielle had free internet coming last time, but they didn't have free internet going back. Hmm. Well, maybe that's something they're setting up in the States then, because I've never experienced that. Yeah. Or 
It could well, be in more populous areas of Canada, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can try mm-hmm. getting free Internet. It, it doesn't work very well. Well, they knew they were coming into coming here with me having no water. I was able to reach them with that much since the hmm. water ran out right before they arrived. Oh, jeez. Yes. And, and I, once they landed, I got a message that said, Sue, we'll be out in a minute. Ryan needs coffee. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, can we stop somewhere to find food? And I'm like, yes, we're going straight for food. You're good. <laughs> so I think it's so sad that they don't even let you have food anymore. This airlines that I'm riding, that I'm going on. Yeah. It's one I've never flown before. Yeah. Has free snacks free unlimited snacks that's amazing because dad just flew first class to i forget exactly where and there was absolutely no food even on in first class nothing huh well this is a five-hour flight but it's an overnight flight too but they i read somewhere in in, when i was booking the tickets that Mm -hmm. they had like a food bar set up and you just go get whatever you wanted dude what airline is this jet blue oh I've never flown JetBlue. No, me either. But Ryan had a $50 gift certificate that he gave me. So we had, we booked it through that. Nice. And I got, I mean, I got a really good deal. It was like $350. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things about them from other places, but they don't exist here. So mm-hmm. I would have to transfer onto them if I was coming stateside or something. But Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, but we should start the podcast. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we're rambling. We haven't talked for a while. No. Yeah, we missed you on Friday, Scott. Yeah. How'd it go? Um, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was you you did get through it. chapter twenty-one, so yep. you were yeah. wanting to start on twenty-two. It was one of those things where I couldn't see the computer screen very well. And I was trying oh. to, I, I was doing most of the talking and we were like jumping from here to there. And then all of a sudden I'd, I'd look to where I, we were and I'm like, oh man, we missed all of this stuff. So we'd go back. And so it's pretty rambly and I could not string sentences or words together. I I couldn't get anything straight. So it's going to take some fun editing, but hopefully I can make me sound okay. <laughs> we laughed a lot. Yeah, we did. And I was so confused because, you know, we podcast on a Friday and then Sue messages everybody and was like, let's podcast Monday. And I'm like, where did the week go? What am I missing? And then I sat there for a minute and went, oh, right. (laughs) We only podcasted on Friday. Okay, I'm good. I'm not going nuts. (laughs) Yeah. And I sent it from the, that was the last thing I did after I, or the first thing I did after I collapsed in bed last night. It was like, I have to message everybody about the podcast. So I sent it from my Kindle. Mm. So I wasn't sure how things would go. But mm. So apparently Maggie Smith is leaving Downton after season six. Well, it sounds like Downton's leaving Downton after season six. It sounds like Downton's not exactly sure what Downton is doing after <laughs> season six. So my mother had an interesting theory. Are you caught up? Yes, I finished... Last night's episode. I have not seen squealing. last night's episode. So, um, Scott, are you a Downton? Are you watching Downton? I haven't seen any of it. So okay, by the so time I start from the first season, I probably won't remember anything you say. This spoiler's <laughs> not a big deal. Mom yeah. thinks that they killed the dog off because of her name. No way. Yeah, Isis. She's named after a Greek, a Greek, an Egyptian goddess. It's got nothing it to do with. Doesn't matter. It's the name. No, I think I think I remember reading somewhere where it had more to do with like 
It it wasn't the name that that they killed her off for. It was something else. Oh, that would be good because no, I doubt I it. Miss her, and he, oh, he was so torn up. I th- no, I think it was because she was just so sprightly that they were like, we can't have a dog that's like you know however old she is by now mm. running around like a puppy. You know, it, it just doesn't work, which drives me crazy because the actresses all look the same as they did 12 years ago, you know, story time. The only ones that are actually growing up are the kids. Are the kids? I, don't, I don't know. I was like, thank goodness. At least the kids aren't stuck in limbo or something. And I love Maggie, who's like, I, I've got to be at least 110 on the show by now. I can't <laughs> keep going. I'll be 120 soon. I don't think she's quite that old because Cora was still young enough to have children in the first it was yeah, the second but it's season jumped so many i mean it, they're in it's the 1920s years. now it's tr- it's been 12 years and sybil was 17 when they started mm-hmm. so hypothetically the old you know lord grantham and company would be like in their mid 40s yeah so then by now they'd be like in their mid 50s ish so, so she shouldn't be that old. She she'd should, be yeah, she'd be like in her seventies, eighties. Yeah, but I got a kick out of her. I can't I wait to go see the, the Marigold, Marigold Hotel. Hotel with her. Oh, it was so week. the first one was so fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. But anyhow, we were going to start this. <laughs> oh, we are terrible people. Spider details. Does anybody else want to start it, or shall I? Doesn't matter. Go ahead. Very awesome fun. Very awesome fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? I'm a Sherbert Lemon. If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Adventures. adventures are good. Good girl. Don't talk best girls. Stay with you. Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> How's that going? Come on. <laughs> 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 oh, <shit. laughs> oh, I snorted so much yesterday. It was unreal. <laughs> same script time, same script channel. It's all stage all the time, Trisha. Of course, it's I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, Holy nice. shit! It's so lucky! Yes, Scott. They're there to talk about the sector. They're going to worry about homework. Oh, cute. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. I'm so good on nightmares. I don't think we where the story lands. Welcome to Potterpick Weekly, everyone, the original podcast in, in the Potterpick Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. And I'm Mooney. And today we are covering chapters 22 through 26, I believe, of Hogwarts Houses Divided. I missed the last podcast, so I don't know how you guys did getting through the last set of them, but I'm sure it was wonderful. (laughs) Oh, and I should mention the author's name is Inverarity. Ah, I'm sure I said that wrong last time. 
if I said it at all. <laughs> I think you did. I'm sure I called her in Verity or something like that. But then I don't remember what I had for breakfast, so I'm a bad person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we have, we're getting into the nitty gritty of it. And things mm-hmm. are getting kind of The last wild. thing we got in Chapter 21 is Teddy and um, Kai had been attacked by Slipfang, Slip was Fang. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they've spent a chapter or two healing up from that. And the next thing the DA is planning is to try and make muggle things less scary to the wizards. And they, who knows how they're going to do with that. <laughs> but... We start off chapter 22 with coming back from Easter holidays. And our our chapter title is When War Comes to Hogwarts. So that doesn't sound frightening for us. I think it's because they're doing the War Memorial Day during this chapter. Oh, that's right. More than likely. But I absolutely adore the second sentence in this one because it starts off saying that Teddy hopes that Violet might be able to come again for the Easter holidays but Violet says my mother says you're dangerous and a bad influence and you're going to get me killed or worse expelled and I'm sure Patsy would be appalled to know that she was repeating Hermione Granger yes she would not be happy but that was a nice little reference on the author's part anyway Mm -hmm. yeah but then Molly does the same thing when the when the kids come home in the flying car, it's, you could have been seen, you could have been killed. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you could have died. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so and she says that her mother's threatened to take her out of the country and enroll her at Bobatons. And so then they're a little worried about that. But they're at King's Cross and... And she does show up. And mm-hmm. uh, the the boys are all peering out the window to see if they can spot her. And as soon as they do, they sit back in their chairs so Pansy won't notice them looking. (laughs) Yeah. So she's got to, you know, pretend like she's not going to go sit with them or whatever. Yeah. And Pansy is apparently have been getting further and further unhinged Mm -hmm. as things go on. Um, Right now, she's mostly just hissing about things. Yeah. And she should, Violet shouldn't get near Teddy anymore. And Violet says, well, I have two classes with him, so I can't really help it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she has a moment with Andromeda and Teddy's family to say that, you know, they were going to try and work out something so she could come see them this summer. But then they move off so Pansy doesn't spot her with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Teddy's home and he's glad to be home. Grandma fussed over him and doted on him. And he's slightly embarrassed, but he's also, you know, happy to be there. And the vacation coincided with his 12th birthday. So the Weasleys had them all over oh, for his birthday true. party at Audrey mm-hmm. Catchpole. And and they also invite Dewey and Kai, and that's mm-hmm. a surprise for him. Yeah. And Kai says, I didn't mm. know half the baby boob was your cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, with the Weasleys, it's kind of close. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Victoria is there and, and she's... Clinging to Teddy. Yes. And uh, Kai and Dewey are sort of noticing she's kind of reminds of someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why uh, Teddy was so willing to indulge Chloe because he reminded her unconsciously of his little cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And she's like... 
I'm not afraid of goblins. I'm not afraid. And, oh, she's a Gryffindor for sure. And Victoire's like, oh, thank you. And mm-hmm. she talks about how she doesn't want to wait. And I think it's Kai says, well, you know, we... Uh, yeah. Kai mentions Violet. that um, yeah, Violet <laughs> came early. kid this guy? And Teddy's like, oh, don't say anything. He's behind the back. Anything. What are you doing? Shut up! But, <laughs> and it's off Kai, of course, she... so there, there is no shutting Kai up. Whatever is going to come out of his mouth just happens without any interference from his brain, usually. Mm -hmm. Which is odd if he's Ravenclaw, but there you go. Mm -hmm. He sounds like Ron. He really does. (laughs) And inside, the adults are all hanging out, kind of keeping an eye on the kids through the windows. They're talking about how Victoire has a crush on him. And, and, oh, you know, well, it's a good thing that she's got a couple years before she has to go and in she trots. Guess what? I can go early. And they're like, no, you can't. But they're also talking about the goblins and Scourge. Mm-hmm. And, and in general, the way, ways to try and protect their kids. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of going, well, there's not really much we can do. Because if we try and do too much, we're just going to become annoyances and they'll go around us. <laughs> yeah. And Hermione's... You know, kind of sticking up on it and sticking up for them, too. And Harry's like, oh, don't get her started. She's already got Teddy on the house elf front. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that'll last. So they talk about that for a little bit. And, uh, you know, they all agree in principle that house elves shouldn't be enslaved in the manner that they are now. But they are also realized you can't just go freeing a bunch of them or they're, they'll all be depressed. So they're going to have to work out some way to shift the society, and that's a little difficult. Well, I don't think it's just the society, though. I think it's part of their magic. So you'd have to futz with that, too. And goodness knows how you're going to do that. Yeah, that depends on which fic you read. We never really learn much about that in canon, I don't think. That's true. Yeah, it just kind of depends on where the author's coming from. Mm Mm-hmm. But Andromeda says, I hope we can agree we shouldn't be encouraging Teddy to tackle these problems. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't think he needs much encouragement. No. But hopefully he's learned about chasing after intruders from what happened with Snipfang. Yeah. Um, the- <laughs> Not so much. Intruder yeah. alert. Yeah. So we have several days later, he's back at King's Cross Station and getting ready to go and Poor Victoire has been utterly crushed when her parents made it clear that they are not going to allow her to start Hogwarts a year early. Mm. And, and this is all Teddy's fault somehow. Even though he wasn't the one who brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and So she's not speaking to him. Kai shows up with this truck, trunk even bigger than the one that he left school with. And Teddy's like, did you have a birthday too? And Kai's like, no, these are the things for our protest. <laughs> Do we eyes the trunk uneasily nothing that's going to catch fire right and mm-hmm. he's because a lot of the pure bloods are still thinking of muggle things as basically flamethrowers mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, they don't all do that no pretty much nobody has one but yeah. so and pansy and violet haven't arrived yet and it's getting really close to the time for the train to leave so they're really worried yeah, this is when they're all clustered together looking out the windows and stuff. I guess I was skipping ahead to coming back from holidays as opposed mm-hmm. to when they went on to the holidays first. Yeah. 
And so she finally makes it to the train and she comes and sits with them, but she just totally sits down with a book and ignores them, kind of like she did the very first time that they met on the train. Mm-hmm. And she says, I need, I'm not feeling very talkative. And they're like, oh, well, all right. And they wait for a while, at least until the, the trolley comes by. And then Kai brings out his muggle junk food to pass around along with the wizard sweets. <laughs> yeah. going, oh, tastes the same to me. I don't see what the big deal is, but. Yeah, wizard sweets are more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's given them Twinkies and <laughs> different things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently his um, Cho's fiance had told him that fries never go bad because of the way they're fried. Mm-hmm. And obviously oh, they do. So he's got a whole packages of stale French fries and they're all like, the muggles really eat this stuff? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, well, cold, stale, I mean... Fries never go bad. You can put them somewhere and they'll just stay the same. They just dry out more, but they don't like mold and stuff because they're not really potatoes anymore, I don't think. And Twinkies don't go bad either. Twinkies don't go bad either, but cold, hard fries are not very good to eat. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. And then he pulls out the comic books. And they're all appalled that the fictional characters are all wearing their underwear in public, even the women. And <laughs> well, that's what Violet's pointing out about this. And mm-hmm. like, they're not wearing underwear. They're superheroes. Yeah. And the guys are basically just ogling the female superheroes. Mm-hmm. In their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> At least this isn't one of those fics where wizards don't wear underwear. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. As far as I can tell. And she says, look, they're probably going to search us on the way back again because they did that last time. So put your comic books in my bag that has the useful charms on it Mm -hmm. uh, so they won't find them. The undetectable extension charms. We're like, she, see, this is why we need Slytherins. <laughs> you think of these things. Yes, we do. <laughs> but nothing gets searched this time. Although Hagrid and Professor Longbottom study the students as they file through the gates, but nothing apparently seems to get searched. Mm-hmm. So They're setting up their next DA meeting, and it's gotten a bit bigger mm-hmm. because some of the upper years are starting to come as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of the Muggleborns have all of these things. And they've got bags and boxes of toys and games and books and posters and candy bars and potato chips and junk food. And Kai's They really books. ought to be calling crisps, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> are uh, quite popular with everything. Mm-hmm. And Violet pulls and out And somebody's a- brought Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that supposed to be a dragon? Dragons don't have genius intelligence. Come on. <laughs> Muggles don't know very much about magic. Look, none of these wizards have wands. <laughs> and why yeah. are the, the witches practically Starkers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And somebody's brought a sh- skateboard. Mm. Yeah. And one of them tries it and falls down. And and they're like, you can't ride this. And then whoever brought it gets on and rides around. And they're just like odd. I think it's Ed, is yeah. it Edgar. It's Simon. It's Dewey's Simon. Re- roommate, Simon. The, the usually quiet one. Cause he apparently spent a lot of time hanging around the car park watching the older kids skateboard and mm-hmm. has learned to do some pretty cool things with it. Yeah. And Chloe has bicycles, brought... right? I don't know. 
Um, you would assume so, given that they have motorcycles, but then the only motorcycle we know about is Sirius's that he passed on to Hagrid, so he could easily have gotten it as a muggle thing just in yeah, rebellion. Yeah, I think he That's got it as a muggle thing and and then charmed it. They don't really need to have bicycles for anything, because mm-hmm. they have they can either walk or take broomsticks. And Violet has brought a bicycle mm-hmm. that she has got in her trunk and or in was it in yes, her, yeah. It had, it's, it's they a had some trouble getting it out. Case. It's her traveling case. Traveling case, yeah. It's it's kind of like a miniature version of Moody's trunk. She has mm-hmm. these multiple compartments. And if you open it one way, it's all her clothes that she was bringing. If you open it the other way, that's where they stuck the comic books in. And if you open it a third way, she apparently stuck a bicycle in it. But it still only has the opening of the traveling case. So it's kind of hard to maneuver Actually everything. get it out. Get it out. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, <laughs> and uh, Chloe has brought um, some beauty magazines and makeup and things, and a lot of the girls are intrigued by those. Right. Yeah, we don't talk much about that, but then, you know, it's from Harry's perspective, so Harry wouldn't notice, you know, mm-hmm. anything. Also, her new mobile phone, which is a shiny red color. Yeah, but it doesn't apparently work. do all sorts of brilliant things if they could figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And she's not allowed to have it, so she she's got it so it transforms into an earring, so she won't get caught with it. Mm-hmm. That's advanced magic. Yeah, and they're like, you couldn't do color changing charms, but you could do this. And she just smiles at him. Yep. So and apparently, Violet got her um, bicycle from the Muggle Imports store in Diagon Alley, so mm-hmm. they at least know about the existence of bicycles. Yes, but, um, and she had it charged to Draco. I'm sure he was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this is interesting, but what can we do with it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, if we make it fly, then that's a misuse of Mungle artifacts. And E.T. We could give it to Peeves, but he'd just hang it from the chandelier. <laughs> yeah, and then it'd fall on somebody and break their neck. Mm-hmm. Well, so. if there weren't so many stairs, it would make the commute to class a lot faster. <laughs> I totally can yeah, see that with the skateboards, too. They do try in a couple uh, paragraphs. I know. Um, I think that... Oh, well, I don't know, see, but she ends up just leaving it in the room of requirement because she's not quite sure what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Later on in this chapter, the getting it enchanted to fly thing comes up again. But mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty soon, comic books, magazines, fantasy and science fiction novels, games, candy bars, bags of sweets, and toys of all sorts are littering the common rooms of all four houses. And the teachers aren't really sure what to do with the pens, pencils, and colored markers that the students are using in class. So much easier to write than with quills, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they start... So they decide it can be an individual preference thing. Teachers can forbid uh, ballpoint pens if they so wish, but uh, it won't uh, be castle-wide. And Lavender had pencil cases. You'd think that they would be called something else if they were supposed to have quills in them. Mm-hmm. Mm, true. Although, it, other- again, it's from Harry's perspective, so maybe that's he just true. thinks that's of them true. that way. And then, I mean, how would you write with a pencil on parchment anyway? Wouldn't it go through? Not necessarily. Oh. No, parchment I mean, is... Um, it's, it's just paper. It's yeah, I know. But, I mean, wouldn't you have to push really hard on it? No. To get it to... It, it'd be so. uneven, so it'd be hard to... Um, it'd be harder to read, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the point of having ink is you can get a smooth line with it, whereas with pencil, it'd be like, it'd be like writing on... Um, a paper sack. Uh, yeah. 
something like that. In which case, markers work much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Someone is arriving at my house. <clears throat> well, well. And they also start putting up um, <coughs> movie posters and things in the corridors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all this for the movie uh, night—that'd be fun. Yes. Somebody's brought a Lord of the Rings one, and they're like, somebody brought, made, the Buckles made a movie about Dumbledore? No, that's not Dumbledore. No, that's Randolph. That's Randolph. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. Kai likes to pretend he knows more about Muggle stuff than he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, he fought some Dark Lord in ancient times over a magic ring. I think it's historical. <laughs> that would be totally awesome. Yeah. And then kind of creepy the way Muggle pictures just stare at you and don't move. <laughs> Neville shows up and requests to talk to Teddy in his office. They're all like, "Uh-oh." And mm-hmm. he says, "But it wow. turns out he's actually generally in favor of this whole thing, mm-hmm. although he thinks they're maybe they could have gone about it a little subtler, but uh, oh well." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a um He's got a little toy that actually Godzilla. they can yeah they can get the batteries to work for a couple of seconds with their wands. Mm-hmm. Teddy says it's not very dangerous. No, no, not really. But they were talking about making it grow and enchanting it to breathe fire. So I thought I'd better get it away from them before that happened. Yeah, and they were marching it through Mike the venomous tentacula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it didn't really name him Mike, but that's his name. We all know. Yes. <laughs> He says, you know, this is in general a good thing. You're getting the prejudices to lose their grip a little faster. Um, It could be, and it's a change that's long overdue. And Mm -hmm. Professor Llewellyn feels the same way. Um, And Teddy's kind of shocked by that. Um, She doesn't really approve of what the DA is doing exactly, but she hasn't exactly cracked down on you either, has she? Yeah. Teddy says, well, she hasn't rescinded the zero-toleration policy or brought back the expelled students. And Neville's like, yeah, um, you have some points, but you can't really start dictating to the headmistress. It would not work out well. So, <laughs> Nope. He tried that once. There. But the thing that he wants to talk to him about, really, is to try and make sure that none of their protests about something or a strange things that they do is going to interfere with the memorial service which is coming up Mm -hmm. oh yes and teddy says well i would never do anything like that but it's not like i can tell them what to do Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah and he says maybe not but you still have a lot of influence so let's just keep that in mind and you might want to spread the word that it would probably be a good idea if you guys don't do anything during it Mm-hmm. And Teddy says, well, I can do that much at least. So Yeah. And they're all talking about which of their relatives might be coming to this thing. And Kai is worried that Cho's coming because she, she was probably going to check up on him and mm-hmm. uh, talk to Professor Flitwick and all these things. And Violet says, sure, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's and really because she's Yeah. She's not feeling great because obviously... She's pretty sure neither Pansy nor Draco is going to come to this. Mm. But everybody oh, could else you imagine if they did? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That would be exciting. Because okay. everyone else's parents were on the right side. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Kai says something without thinking again, and she yep. just storms off. 
And yeah, she's not speaking to him he again. He says, uh, yeah, I should apologize to her about that, but uh, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> you can so, try. You might have this to spend is where... a week going down to the dungeon every day and <laughs> getting beat up on before she forgives you, but you know. Or maybe two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hit him over the head. Oh, yeah. But um, she hears footprint footsteps beside behind her, and it, she's about to get mad at Teddy or Kai if they're stupid enough to have followed her. But it turns out to have been Guy. Yes, who wants Guy know Blake? If he can, and he's the, the one bike. who wants to know about the the bike and whether she'd mind if he, you know, tries a few charms on it because he's got ideas about actually making this flying thing work. And she says, "Fine, do whatever you like. Don't tell me anything about it." <laughs> I want to have plausible deniability. Thank you very much. And she hasn't forgiven him by the second of May. She's mad. And she's not well, going to make Guy it doesn't help because just before he leaves, he says, Oh, yeah, Kai's right. You're pretty keen for a Slytherin. And yeah. he's like, Kai said, What? Ah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she but- hasn't forgiven him for <laughs> quite a while. No. And um, Teddy finally comes to talk to her. It's like, is it going to take him coming to your door every night for a week or two weeks? Mm-hmm. And she says, do you think maybe you're overreacting? It was a stupid comment, but it was. Yeah, but it was, it was that on top of everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but we love you anyway, he says. And then they both realize what he said. And they're like, um, uh, not that kind of love. I mean, we're friends. <laughs> so. Then when the, the memorial starts happening, the, when the students all are marching out to form lines and everything, and Lee Jordan's like, oh, here comes the house that ran as the Slytherins come by, and Lee. Professor Slughorn has something to say about that. And Thank you, Professor. Mm-hmm. Hagrid's like, yeah, it's true, no offense, Professor, but none of the other ones didn't stay to fight. They and came back. Slughorn says, yeah, but they all survived. I sent my students away where they would be safe if Hogwarts fell. And while you guys are, take pride in the your students who fought and died, I take pride in the fact that none of mine did. And that kind of, you know, makes them think just a bit. Mm-hmm. So, On the other hand, McGonagall did send the kids away. She, she only let the adults stay. Mm-hmm. That's well, true. sort of, but some of them came she, back, too. She tried. So. Yes. Yeah. So, and then afterwards, and then, Kai says, well, that wasn't too bad. And it wasn't nearly as long and weepy as I thought it might be. Yeah. He's trying to be more sensitive. Uh, I don't know if it's working yet. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he's worse than Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Cho shows up and wants to talk to Professor Flitwick about how Kai's been behaving. So I guess he was right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, Professor Flitwick says you're doing reasonably well in charms. And he says, actually, he said I was better than you were first year. And she kind of grins at him. She tries not to, but it happens. Yeah. So. And your other teacher says you're bright and studious and also impulsive and rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Neville thinks you should have been sorted into Gryffindor. I've forgotten where his parents are. Do they are they like gone or do they like not yeah, care? I, yeah, I think that I think they care, but I think she cares more, and she kind of took him under the wing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. The parents he's just so much like younger whatever. than her. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I think his mother's dead. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Or some 
because she says how worried dad and I were. Um, so I'm wondering if his mother is either dead or off somewhere else. That could be. I don't think they have exactly the same parents. I'm no, I think not sure which one they share. Dad? Yeah. Well, that would make so sense. maybe that's it. Maybe um, he has a dad and a stepmother and Cho or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, know. but she, his mother would have had to have been the second wife. Oh, yeah, that's true. So hmm. either they've, he's dad's on wife number three or... I don't remember. I'd have to go back to the beginning yeah, when they introduced them. Yeah, I, I there's a section where they explain all that, but um, oh, well. I do not entirely remember. She she tells him she doesn't approve of the mockery he's making of the DA, and he's like, "Mockery? We're not mocking anything." And you know, I don't understand you, you and Mister Potter and Professor Longbottom and all of the others who did all these brave heroic things and had these brilliant adventures, and now all you can say to us is, "Be good, study hard, and don't get into trouble." And then Joel yeah. loses it. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we and go. I don't blame her. I went back to the first chapter. Just okay. To check. Um, and it is, um, Cho doesn't mention his mother much because his mother is her stepmother. Okay. Um, yeah. And, um, neither of the parents went to Hogwarts. So she tends to deal with Hogwarts related things. Um, uh, was she muggle-born? I don't know. I think, I'm guessing they would have gone to a, to a different other, school. an international school or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that for certain. It says oh, um, parents could have been first generation, right? He'd barely seen her growing up, but since their parents had never gone to Hogwarts, it was Cho who'd taken charge of getting him ready to attend her alma mater. He'd grown up hearing tales of wondrous and terrible years when his sister was a student. He knew Cho herself had fought in the legendary battle, but she was reluctant to talk about her Hogwarts years. Mm-hmm. Um, she says in the in the first chapter, she says, "Make Dad and me proud," and he says, "And Mum." And then she's like, yeah, her too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, she just doesn't bring up his mother much. It's Mm -hmm. not that she's not around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She basically says, I don't want you to be a hero, Kai. I want you to be able to grow up. Yeah. I should have said that to Harry. But he's uncharacteristically quiet for the rest of the night. So maybe he's thinking about it. Yay. It's possible. Teddy's kind of watching the map. See, seeing what's going on. The Slytherins were looking solid, even for Slytherins. <laughs> and he stayed behind in the Great Hall, and he's, you know, while he's watching the map, and all of a sudden he realizes that a dot titled uh, Violet Parkinson is on its way up to her, to him. So he's waiting for her. And she says, I saw you staying here, and I thought I'd come up and talk to you. He says he's just bored, and she says... You know, until I met you lot, I'd never had friends before. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how this surprises Teddy. No. He's just not used to thinking of someone having being in that situation because he's always had cousins, if cousins not friends. And the weasels and all of that, yeah. So. so she says, do you really think I'm being too hard on Kai? Teddy says, yeah, but it's fun to watch him squirm. She says, yeah, it is. But you should probably make up. And they notice that... Cho and Luna were in the corridor, and Harry, Ginny, George, Angelina, and Lee have clustered in front of the fat lady instead of all being in the room with everyone else. And they decide to so go they decide to go and eavesdrop. Mm-hmm. There will be no dropping of eaves, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but Filch catches them, and 
So Filch catches them. Ha-ha, students out past curfew. And uh, Violet turns around and he recognizes her. Ha, you're Miss Parkinson. And then Teddy has dusted off his Professor Flitwick impersonation again. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem, August? August? I, uh, what are you doing with Miss Parkinson on the fifth floor? How did you have the time to... He's fast. Mm-hmm. And, and he had practice. Yeah. He calls and her a very naughty child and says, I'm taking her to find Professor Slughorn because I want her put on wand restriction and given a spanking. <laughs> Violet's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. She'll be punished very severely. And so off... He goes. She says, it's a good thing for you, Filch is so thick. Mm -hmm. It's not what Professor Flitwick would ever say. No. He's gotten good at the physical mimicking, but he hasn't studied impersonation much. No, not at all. So So. they uh, find a place to eavesdrop from, and they're listening to, you know, they're talking about the Slytherins, and, and Harry says... You know, Professor Slughorn's trying to clean out the house for the last 12 years. Why do you think he's still here? Mr. Lee Jordan has some big-time prejudice here. There's still Death Eaters kids at Hogwarts, aren't there? Yes, Lee, but, you know, just because their fathers were Death Eaters or their parents were Death Eaters does not make them Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. Thank you very you much. Exiling exiling an entire family just for what one of them did, or at most two. Yeah, and then... Teddy and Violet's name kind of come up together. and Is it true they're making friends? And Well, yeah, they're cousins. And someone says they'd be quite a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all kind of chuckle, and the two of them go, uh, no. <laughs> but, you know, Violet is actually quite likable. Not like that mm-hmm. treacherous, hate-filled harpy, Ginny. Teddy's cringing. And yeah. then... You know, it it goes all along in in that vein, and yeah, and Ginny's listing what Draco and Pansy did, and uh, Harry says, "Yeah, my memory's fine. I don't need a reminder." So they they change the subject to the Gryffindor Quidditch team's performance, Angelina, yes. of course, um, and they head back downstairs. Well, yeah, Teddy and Violet and says, "I'm going downstairs," and Teddy's like, "I'll come with you," and. And then we have Luna show up. Oh, you've been eavesdropping, haven't you? <laughs> Teddy gulps. Um. <laughs> Luna takes Violet for a bit of a walk. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, talk. She's oh, I had to go to the bathroom. Being pregnant means you have to pee a lot. Mm-hmm. Apparently and, she's very noticeably pregnant at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with so the, the twins. twins? Yeah. So she talks about how she knew her parents and... She didn't like her mother. Pan, uh, she didn't like Pansy very much. Pansy was mean. Well, she was mean to everybody. And Draco wasn't so bad, especially when I was held prisoner in his parents' cellar. But, you know. And she says, when were you born? And Violet says, October 31st, 1998. So think about this. Pansy mm-hmm. was pregnant with you the seventh year. And she was here all alone because Draco wasn't here. And is that canon that he didn't go back? Because it made it sound when when they went to Malfoy Manor that he was just home for the holidays. I don't know. I don't remember how that went. I don't know. I'd have to read that section again. Because Sissy says that my son Draco's home for the Easter holidays. Well, and maybe that was it. But in this one, he's She doesn't safe. go back. Yeah. 
And so Luna's like, you know, she went from being the meanest girl in school with a lot of enemies. And now Draco's family is no longer in favor. Draco's gone and she didn't have anybody to depend on. And she's alone. And, you know, if somebody had found out that she was pregnant, terrible things could have happened. And the Cruciatus curse on a pregnant student would have been devastating. So think about that when you think about how your mom acted. Of course she wanted to turn in Harry. She was trying to save you. And she was doing everything she could to save herself so that she could save you. And they kind of make this full circle. And then Luna's like, oop, got to pee again. (laughs) Sort of dumps her out. Poor pants. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. But Violet has some things to think about now. Yes. And And Teddy's gone, so we don't know how much of that he heard. Yeah, I don't think he heard any of it. Someone should tell this to Lee. Yeah, really. So they have a meeting planned for Friday evening, but they're trying to get the bike back up to the tower earlier than that so that it's there and ready for them because they knew that they wouldn't be able to sneak it up when the castle was full. So (laughs) most everybody's at breakfast and Mm -hmm. Teddy and a couple of And Teddy's not really sure what good a flying bicycle is going to do, but Mm -hmm. Guy has a plan of action. Mm -hmm. So Gregory Goyle. Yes. Plan. Man of action. Yes. Kai or Harry. Harry. I did this last time too. Teddy, that's his name, has the Marauder's map and he's, you know, looking at it to plan their route to get this bike up to the room of requirement. And And so they they make it up to the seventh floor and Uh he's trying to get Guy to explain to him, why do you want to fly on a bicycle? Because mm-hmm. you can. Pretty much. And then the castle shakes, and they think it's an earthquake. <laughs> I don't think they have earthquakes in Scotland, but what do I know? And Teddy realizes it's goblins, and he says, the castle's under attack. And they see, there's all these names. Girk Graf, I thought nobody was supposed to know about the map, and now everybody friggin' knows. Yeah, it gets worse, too, over the next few chapters. Yeah, Teddy's not yeah. so great at the keeping secrets thing. No. The whole uh, uh, secret meeting group has not remained a secret very long. Harry was much better. He had more incentive. I suppose. So we've changed chapters, and Violet's not hungry. She hasn't slept much. She's tired and irritable and just grumpy. So she's kind of lost in thought, and all around her, people are passing out in their porridge. And she's like, hmm, something's wrong. <laughs> and Robinson. then we have a, and even the teachers are going down. And we have a voice, give me your attention. And there's... Oh, geez, it's like the final battle. Yeah, Sliphook, mm-hmm. and he's got, he tells them he has hostages, and Llewellyn and... Slughorn are the only two that are still awake, and they try to fight back, and the house elves attack them. Apparently, Sliphook has recruited house elves. Shameful. Yeah, <laughs> Slipfang, yes. He says, you can surrender or fight, but anyone who fights dies. And Professor Llewellyn tells everyone to stay calm and to not draw their wands and ask the golems what they want. See, this is when muggle things would come in handy. But see, the goblins have muggle things. They, they're they smarter than the wizards. They've gone... Into- of course, wizards don't have an ounce of logic. Mm. 
she wants to know what they want, and he says, I want what wizards value more highly than goblin gold, which is the wands. Mm-hmm. And we've got Teddy Kai and Gilbert racing towards the astronomy tower because that's the safest place they can find. Yeah, and they think they wouldn't can Wouldn't it be kind of exposed? From the outside. Yeah. But not from the inside, and goblins can't. Well, as far as we know, they don't ride brooms, so that's true. how would they get up there? The same way they did? Well, that's the part they're going to barricade. Yeah, that's they barricade true. the door and they get Professor Sinistra to put more charms on it once they tell her what's going on. And they try to flu, but they can't get through the flus down. City no. doesn't have the mirror. And Violet's decided it was the porridge or possibly the pumpkin juice that was poisoned or had the sleeping drought in it so the people that have taken that are all passed out and she's hoping somebody's summoning help and uh say her name's got nagina nagina yeah yeah nagina has been taken hostage and she's got a wand to her head and they're just yeah and professor llewellyn is trying to talk to the goblins but it's not really (laughs) working very well no. They've apparently have several hundred wands now. They've disarmed the wizards and armed their goblins with the wands. Yeah. And they have enough hostages. And they've decided that, you know, the ministry will listen to deter them. deter the auras and hit wizards. Mm. The ministry will listen to them if they start sending out children's heads one at a time. Oh, God. So, yes, they're very uh, bloodthirsty, these goblins. And... Professor Llewellyn says, well, take us instead and leave the kids. And he's like, I don't want old people like you. I want the young kids. That's going to get people to pay more attention. Oh, if only Minerva were here, she would not like being called old. No. And so they start taking the first years away. They're going to take them into the common rooms and gather up whatever treasures they can because they're looting the castle. And so Teddy and... The boys are in the classroom watching the Marauder's Map while Professor Sinistra's in her office. They've promised not to do anything rash. But Teddy sees now that Violet's being taken with one group and Diggory's been taken with the other group. And so he, they've got to do something. They're trying to figure out, they planned this, says Teddy. Well, duh, mate. <laughs> And they decide that if they had a broom and they've got the flying bicycle, that maybe they can escape the tower and bring help from Hogsmeade. And Sinistra says, well, I've got a broom. Haven't used it in a while, but used to ride it. They're all like, really? But And they, they tell her that they'll take her with them, but she's not, not about to leave her tower. And so they take their life into their hands with this bicycle, and off they go. What? Why does Sinister usually end up being a Slytherin? I don't know. It's the S sound. Mm. So Be quick and be careful. Um, a famous last words. Mm-hmm. And Alden, Alduin, is saying mean things to the goblins. Common thieves, rotten little burglars. No wonder you get treated like vermin. And nobody knows who Sinistri is. Mm-hmm. I've seen it where it was Professor Vector as well, but mm. I don't know. Are you on a delay, Scott? I don't think so, but I had trouble with the call for a bit. Okay. I had to hang up and join in again. Oh, you do sound a bit different. I missed that. 
I just, because you answered that question several minutes after we said it, but that must have been during the call thing, so that makes sense. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So, I was talking about how Alduin is uh, calling Be the... stupid. Yeah, calling the goblins rotten little burglars and vermin. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That's not exactly the best way to calm them down. No. Yeah. And, you know, of course the goblins are saying, well, we're just taking what's rightfully ours. Oh, boy. And Dewey's trying to figure out what Cedric would have done. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know what that would have been. Yeah, he doesn't want to attack anybody because he learned his lesson last time when he got hurt. Mm. Well, he didn't, he but, didn't get um, hurt, but other Teddy and Kai hurt. both did. Yeah. Yeah. The goblins have stuff that they say is goblin-made, and, you know, we just loan it to you. When you buy it, you're renting it. That seems to be a standard theme. Yeah, they argued that with Bill in mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows. And then Bogrim says, we don't like being called vermin, and sh- draws out a pistol and shoots Alduin in the chest. Oh, God. And just kills him. And everybody's just freaking out. I don't like uh, mercy whales. I don't like whaling females either. <laughs> we'll be quiet. We'll be quiet. Shh. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's dead. He's dead. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, poor kids. Mm-hmm. Teddy sees that there and are. We switch scenes, and mm-hmm. the first bit in the next scene is this is really, really stupid, Teddy thought. <laughs> this was Teddy exactly the sort of thing Harry told him not to do. Something very brave and very stupid. I hope we're lucky. Harry's had them drop him off in the tower, in Gryffindor Tower, and he's in his room trying <laughs> to figure out what to do. You mean Teddy? Teddy, yeah. Harry, Teddy, I cannot keep them straight. I had trouble with that last week, too. I was like, yay, Harry's here. Oh, wait. Oh, no. And so he's he's kind of talking to himself, and the the portrait is, you know, wanting to know what's going on. And this is, um, whose ancestor is this? Oh, let's see. It's, okay. Eden and Edgar. I'm so confused. Are there, is there an Eden and an Edgar? Because every, every once in a while, Eden shows up, and then Edgar shows up, and at first I thought it was a typo, and then... Maybe they're siblings? Sure. No, oh. they're completely different. Two they're different in different houses. People. Oh, oh. Okay. I don't remember. Eden is one of um, Teddy's roommates Teddy's that roommate. he doesn't really interact with much, but he has a portrait of his ancestor that was kept talking back to him when he was taking the paralyzing potion on his mm-hmm. face and things like that. Yes. So that's... That's who, who he's talking, talking to, to now. Here. I just remember last week we were talking about e- there was an Edgar, and then all of a sudden there's Eden, and I was like, was this a typo? And then it was Edgar again, and I got no, really confused. No, Edgar is Hufflepuff. That's he's it. the enthusiastic one of Dewey's muggle-born roommates. Simon's the quiet one. Okay. See, we needed you last week, Scott. You could have kept me on track. <laughs> That's all right. So Teddy says, I need your help. We've got a, you know, there's going to be a goblin coming in here and you need to distract him. And the portrait's like, are you mad? <laughs> Teddy's like, yeah, probably. But Edgen, Ed, Eden, I can't even say this. Is it Eden? I've lost everybody. There I'm still are. here. Okay. I'm I was muted because I was eating my apple. Ah. Um. So are we saying Eden? Eden? I think so. Yeah, I, I think do Eden. not know how you would pronounce that exactly. I don't Eden is downstairs, and there's goblins, and they're going to hurt him unless we can take care of him. And 
Teddy's going to use a beater bat on him because his magic's not working. I hesitated for a minute. Did I call him Harry? No, I did get Teddy right this time. Uh, did. So, because his magic's not working very well. Ever since the accident, his magic hasn't been working very well. And Apparently it is Eden. Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. Thank you. So it's, the goblin comes in. Interesting. And the portrait distra- distracts him and Hetty. Great. Now I'm just putting the two names together. Hetty. Harry, Teddy. I'm trying to say Teddy here, folks. Don't mind me. I don't know what I'm doing. Wax him over the head. Morphs his upper body to give him more strength and wax him over the head. He's got a helmet on, so that doesn't work so well. But he gets yeah, for once, somebody has a helmet. Mm-hmm. My huge pet peeve with Game of Thrones is nobody has a friggin' helmet. Well, goblins apparently do. Game of Thrones, it's because it's a TV show and you have to be able to see who the people are. But, yeah, but it doesn't make sense. You can get killed very easily sans No, help. it doesn't. And your head, they don't wear hats either, so how their ears haven't frozen off, I don't know. <laughs> it's the same thing. If you're wearing a, if you have three guys wearing a balaclava, they're all going to have to have house crests and things so you can tell who the guy is. Right. It's a it's a Hollywood convention. I'm sure in the actual books they did have helmets, considering that many of them get killed regardless. It doesn't necessarily matter, but no armor doesn't do any good. <laughs> yeah. So Teddy gets the axe and he morphs himself to look like this Grimnol goblin yeah. and the says, goblin. Wish me luck and out he goes and Orghark he runs oh, into Orghark who tries to talk to him and. Teddy shrugs and shakes his head and they run down the stairs and then he brings the flat of this axe on Orghawk's head and knocks him down. This one doesn't have a helmet on. Mm. (laughs) One of the goblins downstairs is like, are you guys throwing things downstairs? What are you doing? Yeah, pretty much. And Teddy's like, no, this guy's clumsy. I need help. We found something heavy. We might need three or four. Well, we can't leave the humans here. You say, hey, let's make them carry it. And he's like, give me your spear and I'll take him up there. And he holds out his hand for the spear and the goblin gives it to him because he, you know, reaches out his hand for it and then tries to get it right back. And Teddy yells, I'm Teddy, get the goblin with the wand. And yeah, Mm -hmm. they all kind of attack. The goblin wants to know, what are you talking about? What Have you been eating mushrooms? (laughs) (laughs) But. They succeed and take down. Teddy gets bashed pretty good, but they yeah take he gets down uh, the... shocked with an electric spell of some sort. Mm-hmm. Ah! Are you guys all alive? Yes, am I? <laughs> Apparently, you wouldn't be asking that if you weren't. Yeah. They tie Apparently, them all depending up. Depending on who you ask, it's either Eden or Aiden. But um... yeah, I like Eden because. Yeah. Aiden, to me, Aiden is A D A E D E N. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's uh, it's an English, Irish, and Scottish variant of the name Aiden, apparently. Okay. But, uh, they tie up the goblins, decide that they're going to go try to see what's happening in the kitchens with the elves, because maybe the elves can help them. Uh. <laughs> well. And... Colin says that they're in league with the goblins. I saw a couple. They zapped Professor Llewellyn and Professor Slughorn and Danny Boyle, too. And, you know, do you think they all turned against us? I don't know, but we'll see. And so that's where we yeah. end. And he doesn't really know what's 
going on with, but he doesn't want to believe they've all turned against them. So mm-hmm. he's going to check it out. Yep. They have to have better communication mechanisms at Hogwarts. <laughs> they need an intercom system. <laughs> they do. Or they need, everybody needs one of those two-way mirror things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because then nobody be paying attention in class. Well, it's like yeah. kids in cell phones, right? They're not supposed yeah. to have their cell phones on them in class. They're supposed to be locked in their lockers. But they all have them in their pockets, and they're like, no, really, they're calculators. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you can just see them. If they had those magical mirrors, nobody would be paying any attention. They'd just be no. fooling around with them. Or like Except when we had... Hermione or two in the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Or like when we had... um computers in class in grad school and the professor was like those of you in the very back row watch what you're doing on your computers because the glass reflects your screens and everybody's like oh um <laughs> <laughs> it's just puff i swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm reading a a fic where it's in complete alternate universe but they still have most of the same characters and this version of Hermione has decided that in order to get a leg up on the Ravenclaws and Slytherins, the Gryffindors need to have a, a library of all the upper year textbooks and things that uh, they're not, the upper years aren't using anymore. So everybody can go through and study up on all the things that they need to know. So she ends up organizing the library because she and Percy are the only ones who want to do anything with it. Mm, of course. <laughs> That sounds about right. We have Dewey, Mercy, and Sung Hee who are brought to a smoking crater in the middle of the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And there's ladders propped against the edge, and they are made to climb down. Mm-hmm. And the goblins all have sacks over their shoulders, so they're taking something. Like Sandy Claws. Like Sandy Claws. <laughs> I don't know if this is all the goblin-made stuff that they've taken from the common rooms mm-hmm. or what exactly, but... And they get told to go down into the tunnel. So that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And they... They've apparently done this excavating with muggle stuff because they said, you know... And nobody's friggin' noticed. Underestimating mm-hmm. muggles. Yeah. They make many interesting and useful things. Well. See, so... yes, they do. <laughs> but we are not necessarily proud of the things that the goblins find interesting and useful. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And we have, yes, the brave ones. Ah, you're one of the brave ones because he recognizes Dewey. Mr. Slipfang does. And Chloe comes down and Slipfang has the sorting hat. I think Chloe had it. Sadness. Yeah. You must not have any concern for the... He says, if you've got the mind of your creators, then you must not have concern for the wizarding children. She'll die then, first if you don't talk as he puts it on Chloe's head. I'll kill her while you're on her head. Go ahead and cry, girl. Give the hat. Give a hat full of your fear. And he drags him forward. And it doesn't do anything. But I'm sure somebody will get a handy sword at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. get knocked out in the process. And Nagina. Possibly. Go ahead, Scott. Yes. I was just agreeing with um, Mooney. They might get knocked out when the sword mm-hmm. shows up. Who knows? Which, did they, did it nearly knock Neville out? I don't remember what happened at the final battle. Because it about dazed Harry. Well, in his case, the sorting hat was on fire, so he had to take it off of his head first, and then the sword oh, came out, right. I think. Yeah. 
Nikita but yes, is... Harry had no idea what was going to happen and almost got knocked out by the sword. Yeah. Bonk! <laughs> Ow! Nagina's whimpering in the Slytherin common room. Mm-hmm. Violet wants to tell her to shut up, but uh, she realizes she's pretty close to whimpering herself. Yeah. And Stephen isn't saying anything. And they're looking... The wizards are looking through, and most everything they find is worthless. Even the gemstones that they used at the, the Slytherin bedroom sorting aren't very mm-hmm. good. <laughs> and they're, where are the goblin treasures you Slytherins are so fond of hoarding? And Violet doesn't know anything about goblin treasures. Yeah. But Stephen says, if we tell you, will you let us go? Sure we will. Not. No, he says no. But if you tell us, you can choose which girl gets to live. Yeah. Because a witch killed his family, Tuck's family, and and Tuck was going to kill one of them. He wants to kill you very much. He wants to kill them all, but he'll settle for one. Mm-hmm. And so he says that they're behind the portrait of Professor Snape. Oh, that's awesome. And when Tuck tries to move the picture frame and Snape glares down at him. There is just bare wall behind mm-hmm. it. But Stephen has a wand in his hand. And he... How did he keep one? Because he had a fake wand. Oh, that's he right. that here in just a minute. He says, heaven help the, the goblin that gets the wand that they took off of me. Oh, it's one of those exploding wands. Mm-hmm. So, but he explodes the window that's holding the lake back. <laughs> and starts flooding the place. And so he and Violet and Nagina get out and slam the door. But then the water sort of leaking from it. And they have to sneak around the hole to get out. But... That's what they end up doing mm-hmm. because the goblins are coming down the main stairs, so they can't go that way. Yeah. They were going to get up to go up to the entrance hall, but they can't. So mm-hmm. then they have to go back past around the hole they just went around before. Yeah. yeah. And we've got Teddy who wants to go to the k- kitchens, but the <clears throat> Gryffindors want to come with him and he doesn't want to take too many of them. So he narrows it down to two. One who has the axe and one that has a wand. I think because they he, take the wand away from yeah. one of the goblins. Alfred picks up a wand that one of the goblins had dropped. Mm-hmm. And Teddy knows that Professor Llewellyn is alone in her office and he wonders what's happened to her. And he, he's pretty sure that if she was dead, she wouldn't show up on the map anymore. So something must have her tied up or something like that. And they... Mm-hmm. And only students and staff are in the Great Hall. Mm-hmm. So he figures the priority maybe is to get to Madame Pomfrey and the three students in the infirmary because there are goblins guarding them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody's left in the in the main hall or the yeah Great Hall where they were eating. So yeah. so Colin and Alfred come. Colin gets the axe because he's tallest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he sends pretty heavy axe. Teddy sends them up to the hospital wing, and then he goes towards the entrance hall. Why the hospital wing? Are they, are they because hurt? Because they're trying to save the people that are trapped up there because there's goblins up there guarding. Oh. Yeah. And he figures that worked out as well as it was going to because Aiden was kind of small for to be fighting goblins, and he doesn't want to send a girl to fight goblins either, mm-hmm. so... Yes. Even though he knows um, probably his Aunt Ginny or Violet would hex him if Mentioned that, that he just didn't want to have a girl fighting goblins, but. <laughs> and then nearly had this, like, Nick comes along, except I wish 
Oh, I wish he could do something. Poor Nick. I know. Base foul creature! Despicable scoundrels! Cowardly little toads! Cruel things! Because Teddy still looks like a goblin, yeah. of course. Nick, it's me! Teddy Lupin! What are you doing? And his head nearly falls off again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to And Nick to tells the- them the house elves will be no help because those who aren't in league with the goblins are incapacitated. They're unconscious. Yeah, they're asleep too. You know, they struck down Slughorn and forced the remaining students to drink the poisoned pumpkin juice. Po- poisoned pumpkin juice. Wow. Say that five times fast. No, thanks. <laughs> and, you know, so Teddy says something, that he's done something to make the house elves turn. And I don't know what, but we'll have to, you know, he's got to figure it out. So he sinks down on the floor and he's thinking... And the kids, the goblins took captive, and mm-hmm. they're and they're all going into this hole into this in the hole dungeons. The, the bladed baron followed them, rattling his chains. But they told him that they'd kill him if he didn't leave, so he left. Yeah, and the ones that the goblins that were guarding the hospital wing have disappeared. So there's mm-hmm. maybe something going on with that, but we don't know yet. Right. And the two boys and we go the, back to the the flying. Uh, mm-hmm people. Yeah, the two boys that are flying the bike and the broom towards Hogsmeade find that Hogsmeade is under attack. Mm-hmm. And there's goblins shooting from the edge of the forest and the whole town's on fire and things are exploding. And This yeah, totally sounds like the final battle. This is not going to work. Mm-hmm. So they... Gilbert says, it's a shame we have to keep magic secret. Muggles would love flying bicycles just as much as wizards would like computer games. <laughs> uh-huh. and yes, there's all sorts of stuff going on below. The pitched mm-hmm. battle. And they're trying to figure out what they can do. And there's nobody to go to for help because they're all in the midst of the battle. Right. And so they turn around and head back. Mm-hmm. And they find... Edgar and... so They find Sinistra, Eden and Judith. Eden and Judith, is, that's right. And Sinistra has got a light shining out of the astronomy tower to try to bring the Aurors in, too. She's, she's set out the bat signal. And Judith and Eden have apparently captured four goblins. Mm-hmm. They've told Yay. them that they have tunnels and that they'll keep the kids prisoners hostages. And they don't really know what to do. But then he notices... Kai notices that three kids are running and goblins are chasing them. So he heads off on his bicycle. Yeah. And then we move back to Teddy, who has an idea. And Teddy says, well, maybe if they think I'm Slipfang, the house elves, they'll obey me. And so that's what he's going to try to do. And he changes and he says to Nick, okay, do I, how do I look? Do I look like Slipfang? And Nick's like... I don't know. All goblins look the same to me. <laughs> He's like, oh dear! No help, Nick. Mm-hmm. So, but the house elves are not happy with what's going on here. No. And when he comes in, Golly says, "What do you want? We've already said we won't go with you, and they don't want them to hurt the children anymore." And Teddy's like, "You didn't kill anybody, right?" <laughs> They're like, "No." don't make us do that and teddy gives them clothes which is a good idea on one front but a bad idea on the other front because they don't know he's teddy and they attack him and they pretty much wouldn't it not work 
because he's masquerading as a goblin, or is it by the But they his- say that even if it's by trickery, because when they find out he's really Teddy, he says, did I still free you? And they said, yes, even though you gave us clothes through trickery, we oh, were yeah, still given right. clothes. So it, at least in this universe, that's how it goes. I know it's different in different universes. So, But he's been bounced up and down sort of like... Draco as the ferret, and, and now he's, he's all twisty, turny, insides all messed up, headache, spinning head, not doing so well. And yeah, and they're like, is young master okay? Because he loses his morph as he loses constant consciousness. Yeah. And they I explain think so. that, yes, he's, he's freed them. And he says, well, sorry about that, but at least you don't have to do what Slipfang says anymore, so mm-hmm. would you mind helping me somehow? <laughs> like, Goblins is horrible. He likes children much better. <laughs> Even them, those, they don't clean up after themselves. Yeah. So. And so they they take a moment and then they say, what does Young Master wish? And there's another voice that says, yes, what does Young Master Lupin have in mind? Yeah. And it turns out Ophelia was faking being drugged over at the Slytherin table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they kind of, if you're paying attention, you see that because she sort of glances around and then sighs and faints into the her bowl, but she kind of does it after everybody else starts to go down. So you could sort of know that she's faking if you're paying a lot of attention. I totally yeah, was I not. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so go, Sue. And we move to Chapter 25, mm-hmm. Underground. Underground. Which is where we are. Yes. Dewey, Mercy, Sunhi, and Chloe are waiting. They walk past some goblins carrying demolitions and warning explosive materials boxes, mm-hmm. which uh, is not so very good. No. Nope. Is there any dynamite? Yeah. And what is that from? I don't know what it's from, but yeah. It's a cartoon. So mm. they come to a hole in a tunnel with a wooden door and they get shoved inside. And Oh, dear. They, uh, There's at least a couple of lights, but other than that, it's just dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, he slip fangs like, I'll be back as soon as I've counted our casualties. Have you ever sat on a severed head hat? Because he really wants Hat to tell him where the sword of Gryffindor is. And so then we have the kids all talking, and it's like, Chloe, are you okay? Why don't you sit up? And No, he's going to come off my head. Yeah. Shh. No, no he's, he's not. not. Yes, he wants and, the sword of Gryffindor, and Professor Llewellyn said only the sorting hat knows where it is, but it wouldn't say. So the goblin took me in the hat and said either the hat's going to tell him or <laughs> she's crying. And so I guess she must have been with Professor Llewellyn when this yeah, happened? Or they took they took Chloe and Professor Llewellyn up to the headmistress's office. Slip fang. Okay. Yeah. And Dewey says, well, how about it, hat? Do you know where the sword of Gryffindor is? Can, will you give it to me? And the hat says, are you a Gryffindor? And Dewey's like, well, you ought to know. And the hat's like, well, why are you asking me, Dewey Diggory? And he's kind of got this little attitude. And Chloe's talking about, you know, don't blame the sorting hat. Everybody knows I'm not a Gryffindor anyway. And Dewey says, well, sure you are, Chloe. Don't say that. And they go back and forth in that vein. And pretty soon... The Sorting Hat asks Miss Gray if she'll pick him up because he doesn't like being in the mud. And 
when she tries to get him, she gets the sword instead. But she says to him first, don't tell me because I won't tell them. I'd rather be brave and dead. Maybe I can come back as completely headless Chloe. <laughs> she she really is a Gryffindor. She just doesn't know it yet. Like Neville. Mm-hmm. But she cuts her wrists free and they're all like, brilliant. This is great. And Begram opens the door and says, I liked it better when you were all quiet. And he holds a, the gun out like he's going to shoot one of them and Chloe stabs him and kills him. And then and someone grabs the pistol out because she's just killed the goblin. But mm. they escape after she and I love Dewey. Chloe, I know this is really upsetting to you, but it would be really good if you pulled the sword out of the goblin and cut the rest of us free. <laughs> someone has a head on his shoulders. Yep. And she does. And they escape. They, did someone grab the pistol, or what? did they leave yeah, that Dewey's there? Yeah, Dewey's got the pistol. He doesn't okay. quite know how to use it, but he's got it just in case. And keeps it out of everybody. And if worse comes to worse, to chuck the thing. Mm-hmm. And we've got Violet, Nagina, and Steven, who have snuck out of the dungeons and had to dodge a few goblins here and there, but they've made it out, and they've got almost to the greenhouses when they get spotted, because Steven had to blast the door open with his wand to get out sort of the back door so they made a little bit of noise and now they're running 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 and since violet has short legs she's having trouble keeping up and and then rescue yes from above (laughs) in the form of a bike and a broom but they get them out and there's cross bolts being shot at them and pretty soon there's guns being shot at them I still don't like you. (laughs) She says that she hangs on for dear life. But they land pretty hard. And Stephen picks himself up off the ground. And Kai says, I'm not feeling well. And he looks down. Or they look down. And he's been shot through the thigh. And they're like, oh no, what do we do? We can't go to Hogsmeade. There's nobody there. And Gilbert ties ties his jacket around Kai's leg. But... It's not going to stop the bleeding. And he decides that he's going to take him to the nearest muggle village, which isn't too far away. Yeah. And they have a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be able to treat him there, even though there's going to be lots of questions because it's a gunshot wound. <laughs> With two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go back to Teddy, who is astonished that Ophelia was pretending to be asleep the whole time. And so... She didn't know what to do because the house elves kept their vigilance. And so she didn't want to let them know she was awake. And she's trying to, you know, we need to wake these kids up. What can we do? And the house elves said, well, they'll wake up on their own in a couple of hours. Teddy says. And he wants to go to where the others are being held captive. And Ophelia says, you can hardly stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Teddy sends the house elves to unblock the flu network find out, um, you know, and all the other ways that Hogwarts can communicate with the outside world. And he says, please. And then he wants to know if they can bring Professor Sinistra to them. And if somebody could go to the infirmary and check on Colin and Alfred. And somebody can go to Gryffindor Tower and check check on on the the two up there. So the lot that went to go unblock the flu network is presumably going to get help? Presumably. Or at least... 
make it possible make it for possible the for, for them to, to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. And so Teddy sits down with the monitor's map and Ophelia looks over his shoulder and she's like, Hugh and Jonathan and Elizabeth and all the Quidditch players, what's going on? They apparently got ambushed in the showers. Mm-hmm. Sad. Yeah. And, and so, here comes Professor Bins with Professor Sinistra. Mm-hmm. And the elf they Which said. is the only time he's been seen outside his classroom. <laughs> yes, because he can study them firsthand. He's so excited. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, Goblins were his specialty, you know. They were his thesis. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And Ophelia talks Teddy into giving her his wand because he can't even stand up straight. And takes the map from him, and she's going to go rescue the Slytherins out at the Quidditch pitch. And Professor Sinistra goes with her. And off they go. I love all this. How many times have you been hit in the head today? It's too dangerous. You don't even have a wand. Oh. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't either know, but you do. <laughs> you want my wand? I can't give you my wand. <laughs> yeah, but do you know any useful spells? Really? No, not oh. really. Okay, fine. You can have my wand. <laughs> so I don't know. Being first years, Harry, Ron, and Hermione seem to manage a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's because Hermione learned all the spells. That's true. She asks to borrow his wand, and off she goes. I love that she holds it in her hand and says, Alder, heavier than I'd expect. We'll have to see how well it performs. And Teddy feels his, hot, get fi- his face get hot. And then she but he doesn't really understand why. Mm-hmm. No. We do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. You are adorable, she says to him, but much too young. Pity. <laughs> he gets even. That was completely inappropriate. That was completely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Ophelia just strides out to go rescue the Slytherins. Mm-hmm. And Sinistra sort of has to follow her. And Golly the house elf is back with a cup of tea because Teddy could probably use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and actually he could use a damn sight more than tea. Fine, apparently. Yeah, but it helps. It gives him. It calms him. But then the ghosts show up, and you know we've got the gray lady, nearly headless mm-hmm. Nick. They're all looking pretty depressed. Moaning Myrtle, yeah. Timothy because the troll teaser, who we've never all heard of, of been before. Killed. Yeah. yeah, and the fat friars sobbing. Yeah. And Teddy feels a little bit bad because he's relieved that it isn't one of his particular friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But still. Golly wants to know if Teddy's okay and he shakes his head, which makes him more dizzy. And he goes over and picks up the helmet. And And he's going to head back down with this helmet and spear. Yeah. (laughs) Without a walk. walk. I'm going... I'm going after them. Hufflepuffs, Gryffindors, Ravenclaws, and the Slytherins. They're my friends. And I'm going after them. And Nick says, well, Really, Gryffindors? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't As much do as it. I admire your courage, I must put my foot down. And he puts his foot down, and it does nothing. Nope. <laughs> and, and Teddy, Teddy just, just walks, walks through right him. through him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lupin. <laughs> He's like, I am. Even going Teddy to never did anything this foolish. Harry Potter? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Let me tell you about the time he went, he used my bathroom and slid down the slide. Myrtle, dear, please. Yeah. Uh, and they. You, you just did it the other way. You called Harry Teddy. I'm all messed up. No, that was. Mooney did that. Yeah. Well. So, anyway, uh, Teddy is heading down to the dungeons. And he's sloshing towards the hole in the floor because everything's flooded. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Myrtle's 
the bladed bear. Who else is, is in the dungeons? I thought they were like the, under the school or something. Yeah, but the holes in the dungeons. Well, yeah, that's where the hole is that they got right, down right. under the school through. Yeah. Golly goes with them, and he's going down. And Yeah, because Teddy's fire. going down there, and the fat friar says, You don't even have a wand. And Golly says, He has a house elf. Yep. So she's coming with him. If, if he wants. And he says, yes, I do. Thank you. But you disappear if things go badly, okay? And she says, okay. And they head down. And he says to Nick, when Harry gets here, tell him what happened and that I love him. And Grandma and everyone else. And Nick <laughs> says, good luck. And Myrtle says, if you if you die, I hope you become a ghost. The old, there aren't any other ghosts my age. <laughs> if you die down there, you're welcome to all you haunt my bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jimmy looks like you have competition. So it's it's very empty down there, except for that there's all these packages, paper packages, and he kind of pokes. Are at they one brown and, paper packages? Yeah, not tied up with strings though. Oh. No, they have a crumbly white powder in them. Gunpowder. And he, so basically, uh-huh. this is Guy Fox Day. Mm-hmm. Basically. Apparently. And so she says that the the little house elf, Golly, says, I don't think you should be poking holes in them. I get a really bad feeling about them. And she apparates to the other side and says, "It's they don't go very far. I'm going to apparate with, with you. And it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to do, and I don't know how it's going to feel, but let's try it. It might be uncomfortable if he says, mm-hmm. he says, this is like calling a troll unattractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was pretty yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. He tries to read what they are, but he doesn't know what ANFO is. So, and What is it? I have no it's idea. a kind of explosive. I don't remember what it stands for. We could uh, find out. Huzzah, internet. Find mm-hmm. out while we change chapters. Ammonium nitrate slash fuel oil, a widely used bulk industrial explosive mixture. Mm, good 94% stuff. porous ammonium nitrate. That acts as the oxidizing agent and 6% fuel oil, which is what sets it on fire. Which makes it go. I'm going to pretend I understood that. (laughs) It goes boom! I sussed that out. (laughs) Apparently it's a good way to use, um, to remove big stumps, according to the first YouTube video that showed up. Mm, Oh, lovely. They probably used (laughs) it here on the farm when they were taking all the stumps out, because this used to be a stump farm. They cut down all the trees and blew up all the stumps and then planted apple orchards. Apparently the largest industrial explosive in terms of quantity manufactured in the United States. Okay. So there you go. So we've got the Gryffindor and three Hufflepuffs who have escaped and they're making their way through and they're trying to be sneaky about it. They Dewey says a sunlit exit would be nice, but so far they haven't found anything. And the sort of Gryffindor is pretty heavy and she keeps moving it from hand to hand and Dewey thinks that he should offer to carry it but it's the sort of Gryffindor and Chloe's the Gryffindor so he doesn't think he should Yeah. and they look around a corner and there's a goblin there and it's pacing back and forth like it's guarding something and maybe there are more kids behind yeah, that door we should rescue them and Dewey says Chloe do you think you can kill another one and she's like oh well we can't leave them here so they've decided that they're going to try it. So they they asked the Sorting Hat for help, and the Sorting Hat says, "I write sortings and I si- or I sing." 
and they say, good, sing, distract the goblin, get him over here. <laughs> Mercy and Sung Lee go kind of hide, and they get the hat to sing, and here comes the goblin, and just as, well, first of all, Dewey's like, do you, sh- do you want the gun? And she says, well, I don't know how to use it any better. She only knows it from TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, um, well, you, you point it and you pull this little metal latch, right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know so, yeah. the the safety's probably on and he's going to shoot it and nothing's going to happen. But there the we go. Best professional standards here. Mm-hmm. So the hat starts singing and here come the footsteps as the goblin gets closer. and Chloe swings this mighty swing and... The goblin bends over to pick up the sorting hat and the sword swooshes over his head and strikes the edge of the tunnel with a clang and a shower of sparks. And the goblin's like, what? And Chloe screams and tries to hit him again. And everything's happening. And all of a sudden it's, Chloe, stop. It's me, Teddy. So like, Teddy? Teddy, what are you doing down here? What are you doing? They didn't jump off his head. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing he he bent down to pick up the sorting hat or things would have gotten bad. But there's goblins coming. So they have to run and they see a a branch with a hole in the tunnel and there's no door. And Teddy tells them to get in there and kind of shoves them all inside. And then he changes back into the goblin and says they went this way and he runs off and they all follow him and pretty soon he comes back don't cut my head off it's just me and dewey wants to know if health's on the way and teddy says yep you're looking at him and they're like oh, <laughs> oh dear and inside the room that he was guarding were more paper sacks and wooden boxes more of the flammable stuff and he wants to know if golly can apparate the kids out and she nope. says she can't but she can apparate out and send the others in so that's what he asks her to do yeah and we switch scenes again now nagina is hiding under a tree mm-hmm. i don't quite know how you do that but that's okay well sometimes the tree branches come all the way down and you can have quite a fort area underneath there depending on what the trees are like Mm-hmm. So it could happen. Or maybe it's like the one in um, Fellowship of the Ring with the big root system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's hiding and Violet's, Violet's pacing. pacing. <laughs> and Stephen's flying big lazy circles trying to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and at least he hasn't been shot. Right. <laughs> or shot at. Then suddenly they hear pops and bangs and then a louder noise. And Nagina jumps to her feet and they all look over towards the Quidditch pitch and it's on fire and Stephen takes off towards the the pitch and she's just like, what is he doing? And it turns out it's Ophelia and Hugh and the Slytherin Quidditch team. Yeah, They come back out of there, but in the process, they've set off some of the explosives and Professor Sinistra. (laughs) Poor Professor Sinistra. I know she's hanging on for dear life, but she's on behind Hugh. I love it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I guess so. he has a sturdy broom because he's a large mm-hmm. fellow. Yeah. And um, so they head back towards the castle, and they've apparently cleared out of the castle, mm-hmm. uh, which Ophelia knows because she has the Marauder's Map. Yep. And then we jump back to Teddy and the gang, and the other house elves appear, but no golly. She's spent. She can't operate anymore because she'll splinter herself or whoever she's taking, so... And then the idiots waste precious time arguing about who gets to go. And who has to stay. 
Yep. Chloe gets them to take all the Hufflepuffs and she stays with Teddy. Yep. And then... And she gives him the sword. Mm-hmm. And about that time, about the time that everybody disapparates, the goblins show up and... Or they start to come, the goblins start to come, and so he says, just take him quick! And then he's a goblin, and he pretends like he caught Chloe as she was escaping. Yeah. And he doesn't know where any of the other ones are. Mm -mm. No. I only found her. And they say, okay, well, Slipfang wants her, so let's go. Yeah. And the goblins are like, well, you know, I don't really trust a goblin who doesn't speak gobbledygook. We must have spent too much time among the humans. He says, well, I got the go, right? Yep. So shove it. That kind <laughs> and they all find that funny. Express. Yeah. Apparently. So I'm sure that's not a goblin term. Apparently not. And then we go to the other three kids who do not feel very comfortable having <laughs> just been apparated. apparated for the first time. Yeah. And they say we can't go after them again because we just don't have the power and we could splinch everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Potter shows up. Yay! Yay! Insert cheering children here. Mm-hmm. And he kneels down to talk to Dewey, and he finds out what's going on. He talks to the sorting hat and says, You've seen better days. And the hat says, Indeed I have, Potter. Yep. So. He's probably like, No thanks to you that got me put on fire, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. So an Ophelia says that there were bags, paper bags, with printing on them that looked mugglish, and we disarmed some of them, but we didn't get them all disarmed, and they blew up. And Nearly Headless Nick says, there's a whole bunch of them down in the tunnel, too. Harry decides he's got to go down there and find out what is going on. Mm-hmm. And Violet is, and Dewey are reunited I just find it funny that Teddy or Harry's first reaction is, you let her go down there? And everybody's like, what did you expect us to do? Yeah, you let Teddy <laughs> go down there? It's be quite there? difficult to prevent young Mr. Lupin from doing anything. Kind of like you. Mm. Well, I don't mention they're ghosts. It's not like they could have stopped them. Yeah, they tried. Mm-hmm. So, Violet gets the map back because it's Teddy's map and she's Teddy's friends. So, she takes it back from Ophelia, Ophelia. and... She and then she wants over. to borrow Stephen's wand. Mm-hmm. And she taps the map and says, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. So maybe she can see where Teddy and Chloe are. But the map should still be active. Yeah. So I don't quite understand that part. I, I'm thinking that she has some other plan in mind because Ophelia's been able to see what's going on with the map. And mm-hmm. she wouldn't know how to erase the map. So it... Mm-mm. It had to have still been active. Yeah. I wonder what that was about then. Yeah. Good well, point. I, hopefully we'll find that out in the next set of chapters. And Teddy and Chloe are, and the goblins are going deeper and deeper into the tunnels mm-hmm. when they have torches and glowing sticks and lots more danger explosive. Mis- <coughs> <coughs> Scott chokes. You're right. Ahem. He's gone mute. Yes. <laughs> Are you the one eating popcorn, or is it Mooney? I had some peanut brittle, which was apparently uh, not smart. It sounded like so, popcorn. There were boxes, lots more uh, danger, explosive materials, and ammunition boxes. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so not so great. No, never a good thing. Find far too many goblins to fight or sneak past. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't. He doesn't even know where he is really. Yeah, and house elves, about a half a dozen of them, 
And some look sullen and dejected. Most of them do. But there's a couple that are watching the children um, very alertly and one who's practically following Slip Fang's heels and is, you know, completely adoring and, you know, master. Obsequious. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Slip Fang wants to know what Teddy's name is. And he says, Grip Rock. And they're like, Grip Rock? What kind of name is that? And Teddy says, it's my name. Oh, no. He says that the sword is his. Yeah. And they want to know, where did you get the sword? And he says, it's mine. And they said, you took it from the girl, didn't you? Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that means it's yours until you die or give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you shall die. And he wants to know where she got it. And he says, she says the hat. And he doesn't quite believe her, and she holds, you know, she looks, shows him her robes and said, where do you think I hid it? Underneath the robes? And so, well, maybe you got it from the hat. Mm -hmm. So, fool then. Fool I was, said Slipfang. Mary Llewellyn and that wizard hat and you, all of you played me for a fool. Well played. And then he grabs the top of her hair, and he's going to cut her head off. And Teddy says, no, I want her. Yeah. I want her to be my slave. And I think at this point, I haven't reread the rest of this, so I don't know for sure. But I think at this point, they know he's not who he says he is. I think so. And so they're kind of stringing him along. Yeah. And, they, uh, and he he offers the sword in exchange for her. Mm-hmm. And so he gives the sword to Slipfang. Yeah. And Slipfang says, okay, keep her in the main cavern and don't let her cause any trouble or I'll kill her without compensation. And Chloe starts to sniffle and sob and he tells her to be quiet. And we're back to up in the castle with Harry and his team. Roger Jones, the curse breaker, can tell there's some sort of magical trigger on this wall of explosives. Mm. Dear. Yes. And so they're like, well, what should we do? What, you know, and Teddy, Harry says, we need to evacuate the castle. What, what and Ron about, says, get Hermione. Yeah. What about Teddy? And he says, well, hopefully Teddy can handle it on his own a little while longer because, you know, the one doesn't outweigh the many and we have to evacuate the castle and we're going to need all hands on deck to get everybody yeah. out of here. You can't send anybody to rescue maybe six children when there's hundreds still in danger. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, if these explosives go off, then we've lost all of these kids and we can't do that. And so they head upstairs and that's where we're leaving you. A little bit of a cliffhanger this time around. Mm-hmm. But- Next time it starts with a chapter entitled, This Doesn't Sound Like a Very Good Plan. <laughs> so- what plans ever worked, Hermione? <laughs> Oh, so there, things might get interesting next week. It's going to get Not a little that they haven't yet. <laughs> yes, it already has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, you know, I, it's an interesting premise and an interesting story. I kind of like seeing the goblins trying to, you know, get, I don't like the way they've gone about the whole thing, but it no. really does give you a yeah. good antagonist and, and stuff like that. You and can kind of see their point in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a point. They just aren't. It's not well played. And, you know, you have to wonder, 
bringing the entire wizarding community down on everyone's head when they figure out what they've done is probably not the smartest thing. And they're totally depending on the fact that if they kill the hostages and stuff, they're going to be able to hold the wizards at bay. But once they start killing people, the wizards are going to storm it and they're all going to end up dead. Mm -hmm. So it's not a very good plan that they have, but they haven't figured that out yet. No, they aren't very Slytherin. They are not. And some of those wands are going to backfire. And I I really, really hope, and I, I don't, like I said, I haven't read forward, but I really, really hope that somehow or another, somebody ends up using, I can't even remember whose wand it was now, but the one that that's the phony wand that's going to explode in the oh, hand or something uh, in the next uh, couple of chapters. Steven? Steven's yes. wand. The yeah. wand they stole from Steven. Yes. I think that would be fun to have that Well, happen. you never know. I remember reading a fic once where it was illegal to have two wands. This isn't one of those, right? No. 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 And I've read several fics where they've had two wands, where they've had a backup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or like Especially Teddy, who has horrors. his parents' wands. Yep. So... But well, anyway, I'm continuing to enjoy this story. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a bit of catch up this week because I missed. I I read the chapters for last week as I was getting ready to do this, and I was only two thirds of the way into chapter twenty two now when we started. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's still it's a fun story, and uh, hopefully everything wraps up for the best, and no one else gets killed except for Aldwin. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, gonna it's get too bad scary. about him. Yeah. yeah. Hufflepuffs. Uh, Even the nasty Hufflepuffs don't deserve to get shot. No, <clears> they don't. I don't know. I beg to differ with <laughs> you Zacharias. Think you want to shoot Zacharias? <laughs> yes, I want to shoot him. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, uh, well. Poor Zacharias. But there we go. We're going to end it there. We're going to say goodnight, everybody. And you'll have to come back next week and find out how Mm -hmm. this all plays out. Same Teddy time, same Teddy channel. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) It's less a all Teddy all the time story, this one. It's more of an ensemble piece, really. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And I really like all the different characters that we've gotten to know from the different houses. Mm -hmm. And they do seem to be making some progress at... uh, bringing the houses together if they can all survive the goblins. Right. Yeah. At least they will eat uh, ice cream and play Exploding Snap with each other. Yeah, at least the first years, you know, yeah. are all kind of working hard on it. So that's yeah. I don't know. I am a little disappointed that it seems to take conflict to get all the houses together. You know, nobody decides to heck with the whole... I don't like you house prejudices Mm -hmm. and just going for it. You know, something has to happen, but eh, better late than never, I suppose. Yeah. And I really think that the Slytherins at the beginning of this were trying really Mm -hmm. hard. I mean, they weren't necessarily trying to be friendly, but Mm -hmm. there was a concerted effort to not be the Death Eater house. Mm -hmm. And then as things progressed and they got attacked more and more often, then they started defending themselves. But in the beginning of the story, they were really trying to be the better house and Mm -hmm. the bigger house. It sort Mm -hmm. of got taken away from them. But I I really do believe that, that they were trying and were trying to kind of change 
how people thought about them. It's just that the other houses, mainly the Gryffindors, bad Gryffindors, that um, made that impossible for them. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I like the, that's one of the bits from last week's chapters that I liked as I was reading it was um, uh, the one meeting where Kaya was complaining about how they didn't get much of any planning done or anything. And those guys were off in the corner playing Exploding Snap and Mm -hmm. the girls were all doing stuff with makeup and what's the point of that? And they're like, did you notice, you know, there's... uh, all the various houses were involved in that. Mm-hmm. You'll Nobody's get it eventually. Killed each other. Just think about it for a while. Yep. All righty. Well, I'm going to turn off the recording. I'm glad I didn't do it beforehand because we had some good extra stuff there. Good night, everybody. So hold on to the wonder that those books Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.